Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Chase Jarvis. Welcome to another episode of the show, the Chase Jarvis Live Show here on Creative Live. You know the show? This is where I sit down with the world's top creators, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, a spicy bunch, and I do my best to unpack actionable and valuable insights with the goal of helping you live your dreams and career and hobby and life. Except this show isn't where I sit down. Today, today I've, it's a micro show, and I've loved... First of all, thank you guys so much for all the comments and feedback and the reviews you're dropping on iTunes. Love it. Love them. Love you. But before we get into this micro show, which is going to be an awesome one, it's about if you're a creator, how do you charge? How do you maximize the amount of money you do for your work? Everyone else just jumps in a, the bucket with whatever industry standards are, and they're leaving tons of money on the table. This is something I feel, I feel like I figured out pretty early in my career, which I do attribute not just my craft and success there, but I think this the business side of it, um, how to ask for the right amount of money for your creative work. But before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Chase Jarvis Live Show is brought to you by Creative Live. Creative Live is the world's largest and best platform for creative and entrepreneurial education. And right now you're saying, wait a minute, isn't that the company that you started? Yes, it is. It is my company, but they make this show possible. And if you don't know anything about Creative Live, you must check it out. It's where Pulitzer Prize winners, New York Times bestsellers, the best of the best teach photo, video, art design, music and audio, craft and maker, and the ability to make a living and a life in all of those disciplines. There is free content there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's also more than 10,000 hours of content for you to access on demand. You guys know I'm a huge believer in the power of daily habits. And today, Creative Live, as a part of the sponsor announcement, wants you to know that they have a new, very powerful way to make education a part of your daily routine. That would be the Creative Live iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV apps. They're all free, and they let you watch all of the Creative Live classes that are on air streaming for free, anything you already own, and on the iPhone and iPad apps, you can watch one daily lesson of your choosing for free. That is one of 25,000 lessons for free, which is super, <laughs> super gnarly. To get those apps, go to the App Store, uh, iTunes, and search Creative Live, or go to creativelive.com slash apps. There you go. Now, let's get into the show. All right, so this feels like it's like this big mystery. The whole you, you've you've done so much work, you've got you've become great at your craft, and then and most creators they go, oh man, this is like where I'm not good at you know asking for money. And they like you know you can hear from Vanessa Van Edwards who says never ask for money. When you're like, what's your price? It's five hundred dollars. You know, it's just like up inflection. He was like, my price is five thousand dollars. That's a little bit uh, of a weird way to start the podcast, but the point is this. Like it is a skill to negotiate your rates. And of course, there's the perfect world where you have people, quote, on your team or your agent or whatever, your manager negotiating for you. I think that doesn't apply to 99% of the people listening. If you are one of the 1%, congratulations. It means that you were good enough to make a living or get enough attention to your work that someone else wanted to represent you. And if you're in the 99% group, it's not like you need an agent because an agent doesn't jump on board with someone who hasn't. You need to be busy as shit in order to get an agent to help them negotiate. So you have to do all these things before um, an agent is ever going to be on your team because their goal is to make money and they make money based on how much business you have. So 
In short, you need to figure out how to maximize the money that you make for the creative endeavor that you are trying to earn money from. And uh, you know, this was inspired. This this micro show was inspired by a conversation that started on Twitter. Um, this uh, gentleman said, "Any recommended resources to figure out what a person can charge for commercial photography in quote their industry?" And it's before we talk about commercial photography because this is not a, just about commercial photography. This is about design. This is about um, basically anything that people write you checks to do if you are a creator. I don't care if it's um, for, you know, fine art ceramics or design or, um, I, and there's two sides of the same coin. So in, in, in buried in this question, I'll just actually first say what I said on Twitter. It's like, you can charge whatever someone will pay. This is a very important point, right? There is no upper limit on art. A Jean-Michel Basquiat painting just sold for $110 million. So, and you're like, well, I'm not Jean-Michel Basquiat. True, you're not. But Jean-Michel Basquiat didn't start by selling $110 million paintings. He sold by, he started by selling $10 postcards that he, had, that he would paint. Incidentally, a side story, Andy Warhol bought some of those postcards, which is how they originally became acquainted. But the point is, that's one of the beautiful things about creativity is that there's no upper limit to what you can charge. What you can charge is what people will pay. Now, you know, the other side of the coin is that, sure, there are, you know, there, you could think of there, are, there being industry standards. And I think there's the, the, the art in here that the um, alchemy is finding this beautiful blend of you want to look enough like the, the structure of like the fee structure of what you charge needs to look like what people are expecting to see. But as far as what you're paid for the for your creativity, there is no upper limit there. And an, an example, an analogous example is if you go to a bank and you have a, a 14 bedroom, one bathroom house, the bank does not like that mortgage. The bank does not know what to do with that. They know what to do with one bath, two bedroom houses or two bath, three bedroom houses or three bath, three bedroom or whatever. These are standard things. If you have a 14 bedroom, one bathroom house, it's weird and you're not going to get a loan. So analogously... Like you want to look enough like the structure of your pricing. And this goes for any industry. You want to uh, look enough like the standard that it, it is understood. And then the je ne sais quoi, that what you can put on top of it, your special creative vision is what you want to be charging for. You want to, whenever possible, escape like just trading your time for money. You want to be able to over time, put in the same amount of time and, and make wildly more money for that time. And the way you do that is you have to start somewhere. And this is, I think, the basis for the question. You know, I, I, I think this is the, if not the, let's put craft aside for a second, assume you're great at your craft. I think this concept, besides um, intentionally um, positioning yourself in the market as a, you know, a lower dollar high volume or a high dollar low volume or whatever, people just tend to take whatever they can get. And without this intention of where do you fit in the market, you're always shooting yourself in the foot. So to me, the number one area that, that creatives, and I can say this too, like I floundered early on. I didn't know. I, the first price that I got was super high and that, that had a really positive effect. Um, the first day rate, I, ever, I think it was $2,500. And um, I, again, I, I said day rate because this was all industry standard stuff. And that sent me on a really good trajectory because I had very, very little experience and I got hired for a five-day shoot at that rate and I hadn't made that much money in total prior to getting that. So it was, it was interesting. But 
I think, you know, positioning is the number one mistake I see. And then this area that we're talking about today is what I believe the number two biggest mistake that I see creatives make is they don't know how to charge. Now, it's not just about the mechanics of charging. There's also all kinds of negotiating and positioning. And right now I'm going to steer you to two other references. Um, and I know right now if you're like sitting in your car or running or something, you're like, dude, just like give me all the information here because I'm on a podcast. And I don't want to go look for a video. I'm sorry. I think there, it's a 10-minute video and I don't, I don't want to go on a separate tangential 10-minute rant. Um, but it's a conversation between Chase Jarvis and Ramit Sethi. Ramit, you know how to spell Ramit. R-A-M-I-T-S-E-T-H-I. So um, we talk about all kinds of specific ways to negotiate your work, the, the rates around your work. I really, really, really want you to watch that video. It's a few years old, but it is lasers. I'm telling you, we talk about things like the briefcase technique. But in a sense, what your goal is, is to find out how much the client can afford to pay and then charge that. Now, I'm speaking specifically to the question of commercial photography here, but I'm trying to extrapolate. That's why there's some specifics and there's some general. I'm kind of going back and forth between those two, oscillating a little bit there. In in worlds like, um, say, portrait photography, you have a package price and you will sell people on a package. So uh, that's not the kinds of things that I'm talking about here. I think how you make above and beyond that, you know, this is where this je ne sais quoi comes in. And that's the, for those of you who don't know French, that means I don't know what, but there's some magic sauce there. The way you do that is you try and ultimately, I'll, I will go back to commercial photography here because that's what I'm very familiar with, but I think this applies, is what do the upper end of that industry, what does it look like historically? Like what are the people who are the highest paid, the most well-respected, like what are they doing? This is this classic thing. You deconstruct what other people who have done it before are doing and you put your own spice on it. Now your spice shouldn't be that 14 bedroom, one bathroom house. You should look like, you know, I've talked in previous episodes about there's a production fee, there's whatever, but anytime you can place a creative fee on something, it is in that soft spot where you are saying what you are worth in this particular role on this particular project. It does have the capability of moving. So for people, like it's not uncommon to be have a day rate. Um, if you're a designer, maybe you have an hourly rate. But I try and get outside of that. I, I try and in, in maybe the designer's case, you have a project fee. Or in the photographer world, I don't like to have a day rate. Um, I like to have a creative fee. Because if the work that you do is solving a big problem, this is the thing about advertising. Like, Advertising can change the trajectory of a brand. Um, and that that advertising is not just a photograph or not just design or not just copy. It's all of those things put together. But that's one of the reasons that advertising as an industry is very expensive. And a lot of the work, I'm, I'm talking obviously not about fine art here, but about the work that we as creatives do to sell products and position them and whatnot. But if you can have a, a big impact on the success of another product, your work is proportionally worth what the upside is to the company. Now, here's the pain is that there's no way to calculate that, but that's specifically one of the reasons that I love having a creative fee. You have all the production, all the stuff, but then there's your creative fee. And someone says, well, what is that? What's included in your creative fee? It's like all the time, all the budgeting, all the planning. And it's basically the 15 or 20 years or whatever you've put in to be able to solve this problem in a really meaningful way. And now, you know, sort of the, the next step is, so what are other people charging in the industry? I do believe that knowing, you know, I said earlier, deconstruct what 
you know, you the people that you look up for, you look up to, who have really done this well. What are they charging? Of course, your craft has to be similar to to theirs in quality. So maybe you ratchet it down just a little bit. The point is that you don't want to look at the people that you're sitting at the lunch table with and only like desire the food that they have to your left and to your right. Like, How can you create a vision for yourself where the work that you do has real meaning? You have to be honest. This is where there's another blog post, why comparing yourself to others is the best and worst thing that you can do. Check out that blog post. There's a video too, right? Nasa, is that right? No, not a video, just just a blog. Yeah, that's another video coming up. But like, what is the vision that you have for your own work? Sure, there. I, I would slice this a bunch of different ways. Like, how many how many days a week do you want to work, or how many shoots a year do you want to do? If you know what your target income is, then how much? You know, this is a good starting place. I want to do fifty shoots a year, and I want to make a hundred grand profit. And then you just do some math and then you know how much you have to charge per project on average. And so you can start building a base from there. But also, if, if you know that, you know, the last um, because you're involved in the other 50 percent, you participate in your community and you know what the going rate for the most recent Nike campaign is or you have an agent or you're, you know, you're in the community and you know some of these things, like where are you relative to that pricing and how can you get something like that even if you're a little bit um, lower stature in the industry? Um, again, it's all about what someone will pay and what your goal is, is to find out that number and either meet it or go just a, a couple percent up or a couple percent down. Also read this article I've written called Work for Free or Full Price and Nothing in Between. Um, or in order to take a project, it must have two or three of these things. I think that's the blog post. I know I'm, I'm killing you all who are audio right now. You're like, oh, all this stuff I got to read. You have to listen to this podcast a couple times. But the science and the psychology behind this is it's very important that you adopt this psychology and that you are going to be enough like everybody else that you're, you don't look like you're from Mars and yet you can charge what you are worth to this client at this time for this price. There are jobs where I have, you know, in one case charged say $10,000 and another case charged $100,000 when, you know, I was, a you know, in the, the middle of my photography career from one day to the next, it could be totally different. And the, the difference between those things was I decided through negotiating, I learned through how I could help the client, what their needs were and what the budget was. And was I willing to do that work for that budget? And so ultimately there's a series of questions. If you watch that video with Ramit and myself that you can ask in order to find out what their problems are, you need to be solving a problem. If you come off looking like a monkey with a finger or a designer who can copy the coolest trendy designs or, you know, fill in the blank, you're not going to be able to do this. If, by contrast, you find out, you understand what the designer or what the, the, the challenges are, the creative challenge that you're being hired to solve and how you can put your unique spin on it, to me, that is where you can expand the amount of money that someone will pay. Now, if someone says, I don't have a budget, what does it cost? You do need to throw out a number and you do need to be able to be comfortable with that. And for me, it's a little bit about airing on the high side or whatever your full rate is. You know, you've done some calculations, you find out how much you need to make to keep the lights on and thrive and have medical insurance and all those stuff. But your goal should be once you get once you figure out how to ask for that over and over, you're gonna you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. And after you've done that enough, you're you're gonna start to feel this chemistry of 
how can you find out how much the client has and get that amount? You walk away over-delivering. They have an expectation. You blow that expectation out of the water such that they call you back. Then that is a you know a recurring client, and it's that, sure, it's it's great to get new clients, but you really build up a base and you make a, a badass income for yourself. You, know, you get to make the living and the life that you deserve as a creator by getting by making people happy such that you get their repeat business because it's always easier to get clients that already know you and love you than it is to go out and prospect new people and you know again um i guess i'm 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 trying to cover a lot of ground in this you know 15 or 20 minute episode but but i think it's a huge deal and my goal is to um, get you to think about this, to realize that you are in charge of your own well-being with respect to how much money you can make and that your ability to charge rates, of course, is relative to your your skill, but by and large, it's more relative to your ability to negotiate, to understand how this process works, the psychology behind it, which is why I'm pointing you to all sorts of other resources. I, I am... You guys, I, I have to plug Creative Live here because if you want to go to creativelive.com and type in negotiating, um, type in Ramit has an amazing class on money. There's all kinds of classes that will help you, um, like working for clients. How do you get great clients? Just type in some searches and you'll get some really, really, really important classes. But before I, I bounce and let you guys go work on some of this and hit me up in the in comments and on social, probably more, more on social because there's an, uh, it's hard to leave comments on a podcast. Um, but I'm going to leave you with one thing. So the amount of effort that you have to put in to sell something for $100 is, is basically exactly the same as selling that same thing for $10,000. And what is the differentiator, assuming that your skills are at market rate or better, the differentiator is who you're talking to. So it is your job to find out who the shit clients are and who the awesome clients are. And it's not to say you're not going to stumble into some crappy clients. But as soon as you're done working for the crappy client, you don't say, you suck, I'm never coming back to you. You're like, okay, thanks. And when they call back next time, you're busy. And it's your goal to find great clients. Are you profiling when you do have a client that you got paid really well for, that they were a pleasure to work with? Have you taken the time to deconstruct what they look like. How could I get more like that? Is it other companies, a similar size, similar market where you're, you have an expertise? This is just, this is that same principle. Like look at what's working, deconstruct it, and how can you repeat that process? So in short, it's the same amount of effort. If you're, if you're talking to the right people, it's the same amount of effort to sell something for a hundred bucks as it'd be for 10,000. And it's just about charging what someone will pay. So there were times in my career where I, I was able to charge you know, very absurd prices. And when you get really busy, you can quote things like, boy, you know, I'm super swamped, but I would do it for this. And it's a crazy number. And you're like, I'm sure they're going to shoot the, shoot it down because it's a crazy number. And then they want your work bad enough, which is the goal of, you know, creating work and putting it out there is to get people to want your work such that they will forget about the price. And it's more about the vision that you bring to the project. But they will pay an absurd price. And then you're like, okay, well, it's going to be a crazy month or whatever. We have to wedge that project in there. But the fee that I'm able to charge is so high that it's going to be worth the pain for me. Now, I realize that this is largely around freelancers and solopreneurs. um, But conceptually, 
you know, if you put the, the, you know, the number one problem that I sort of mentioned earlier is positioning. And now if you can, if you can actually navigate and negotiate price and pricing and how you charge, this is a wicked combination. I want you guys to understand that. Um, this will, th- these are two things that will get you on your way towards the career that you want and that you deserve. And I watch so many people struggle. It's, you have to practice. I'm talking about this stuff like now, like it was just absolutely second nature to me. And it was not, all this is learned. This is learned. And I, it was learned in the school of hard knocks. I got bruises about the head, neck, chest, and face from years and years of trying to figure that stuff out. Fortunately, I figured it out pretty quickly. And again, I think there's some, there's a beautiful amount of pride in saying what you will and won't work for. Read that article for sure. Double down on, you know, only take a project if it has two or three of two of the of three of these three things. It's a great, great piece. Um, I think it'll be very helpful. And um, before I go, before, before, before I go, this is like the third time I've said before I go. Tell me if you like this episode. Tell me how I can help with more like little insightful um, nuggets about positioning and pricing and whatnot. Um, you've all you all have told me that you like me breaking up the normal long form interviews every once in a while with some things that you all struggle with. I'm taking a lot of this stuff also from the Daily Creative. We've had hundreds and hundreds of questions come in from all over the world. I've answered I think a hundred of them today. We've got about forty nine episodes out there, but. Every once in a while, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag a bigger concept here where I can just riff for 10 or 15 minutes. And if you have a concept you want me to riff on, by God, certainly put it in the Daily Creative, 802-962-4357. But like, I pulled this straight off the Twitter. So don't be afraid to ask the questions. And it's my goal to add value and have fun and let you pick up some shit where I've struggled in the past. Um, and also sharing this with your friends. It's a good way to build community. So thanks so much. I want you to know I appreciate you for being a part of this community. Damn. Anything else I need to say before I go, Nasa? Am I forgetting anything? Nope. All right. Signing off for this little uh, micro show. I hope you found some value. And until next time, I love you so much. Bye-bye.